Welcome to Life to the Full, a message to Christians. This is a podcast about the abundant life that God promises in Scripture. We want to inspire those who are frustrated with themselves and their communities to live a transformed life that will impact the world. Our primary purpose is to be a platform that will impact the world through conversation. We want to invite others to connect and unite in curiosity, vulnerability, and responsibility. A transformed life is about growth, learning, and evolving. A transformed life leads to transformed communities, and transformed communities impact the world. One conversation at a time. Welcome back, everyone. We are in the topic of point of view, part of our spring season of Hara listen and stay curious in our relationships word them up g <laughs> we started with defining point of view and why it matters uh then we went through an exercise about our creeds our church's creed and then jimmy started talking to us about being part understanding the larger story and how does your church fit into the larger story and how to place yourself into the story. So today I believe we're going to focus on the second and third part. Yeah, we're going to be looking a little bit today at church history. All right. So I started going into a huge deep dive into this. I had so many resources (laughs) I have so many book recommendations and different things, uh, but I am going to do none of that. <laughs> Woohoo! To all those nun nerds out there. <laughs> because I feel like the podcast isn't the best uh, format for that. I think you know, give me a give me a month or so, weekly classes, biweekly classes. We could probably. Just begin, just begin to scratch the surface, the surface of the whole drama. But the important thing is, is that we don't really need to understand the entire drama to kind of place our box inside the larger box, which is church history. So kind of like we said last week, uh, the book of Acts ends abruptly. This is not just something that bothered Jimmy when <laughs> Jimmy was reading it, uh, but this is something that he has found has bothered other people way more smarter than him (laughs) and so there there seems to be something there it seemed to be a literary device as if to place yourself in the center of the story in the center of the drama to kind of continue to understand that the story is not over kind of like the passing of the torch um so that's kind of where we're going to pick up today is okay so you had jesus he died. Three days later, he came back to life. Then uh, he went up to heaven. See you guys. And then a whole bunch of stuff happened. Paul basically ran around like a crazy person, right? Uh, planted a whole bunch of churches. This is my super scholarly uh, summary of everything that happened. And, uh, you know, the New Testament was written. Other people were running around doing things that we really don't have a uh, huge idea of what all that stuff was but churches were planted and then basically all of the apostles died Uh Um, church tradition says that they were murdered they were martyred 
for their faith in different ways. Um, yeah. So again, church history is fun. It's intense. It feels like there are times where you're like, no, what? Tears, screams. If it was, if it was a TV show, I think I would have like, like remember when we used to watch Lost together? Mm-hmm. And the show would just end, and you would like throw yes. the uh, the remote at the TV. Yes. And I was I was a little upset because we couldn't really afford to buy another TV at that point. <laughs> and uh, wait, I didn't throw the remote control at the TV. Yeah, you did. You were like, "What?" And then you threw it, and you you went to sleep. I remember throwing the remote control. I don't yeah. recall throwing it at the TV. Oh wow. Yeah. Maybe that was just like the exaggeration in your mind. Maybe you threw it at me and I happened to be standing in front of the TV. <laughs> You're like, why did you get me into this this stupid show? And I was like, ha I dodged it. Not realizing the TV was in the way. Um, so yeah, it's it seems like a broad, epic drama. Um, unfortunately, this is like the story that most people just don't know. They don't care to know. They don't even see that it's like it's something that they should be interested in. Are you uh, using reverse psychology in here? Because now I want to know. Now you want to know. No, I say that just to say I I think that we have a problem Hmm. in Christianity, Hmm. uh, especially in America, right? (laughs) Um, There's that old joke that to Americans, the, the world is America and everything else is just like doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? We're very like us centric. Maybe yeah. it's because we're isolated up until recently. Uh, no, definitely not isolated. I mean, this goes back to that topic of, you know, I'm American. Mm-hmm. And most people would be like, no, you're Peruvian. Um, right. Exactly. Peru is in South America. Ouch. Oh, mic drop, people. Mic drop. It's just facts, honey. Yeah, facts. facts. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Um, yeah, it's it's true. You know, and this gets back to our implicit biases. A lot of A lot of Christians don't feel... Like, this really matters. Mm. Like, they don't understand they're part of a larger story. Okay, so what's the larger story? Well, first we're going to get into why this story is important. Okay. Okay. The reason it's important is because unity matters. Hmm. When you hear the word unity, what does that what does that mean to you? U-N-I-T-Y. Oh, wow. U-N-I-T-Y stands for unity. <laughs> is that like an R&B song? Queen Latifah. I'm, you you I'm never sorry. heard of the song? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is back in 1999 when the song came out. I think it's 99. Drop a comment in, in, in the full episode notes if you remember. But, uh, okay. Besides Queen Latifah in that song, because it rhymed. It rhymed and it, it was ingrained in my heart, to be honest with you. But to me, unity is just staying together. Unity is staying together. Yeah. Okay. That would be a simple answer. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And unity is something that was extremely important. It is extremely important to the Bible. Yeah. Unity is kind of like all over the place, Mm -hmm. right? It's not really necessarily used in the sense in the Old Testament, but, you know, in the Old Testament, it was very, very important for the people of God, the Israelites, to be called out and to be separate from the world, mm-hmm. right? They're right. supposed to be a nations of pe- a nation set apart. of pe- priests set apart, mm-hmm. right? Blessing to the nations, right? Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say holy, holy means yeah. set apart. Holy, mm-hmm. set apart. 
Uh, and it was something that they were never really able to do. They were supposed to remain separate and distinct uh, from their Canaanite neighbors. A lot of the failure of Israel in the Old Testament is that failure to remain separate from the nations, which eventually would cause them to go into exile, mm-hmm. right? Uh, from breaking the Torah and all that. The New Testament makes so many direct calls for unity among the believers, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Jesus has a long speech in John 17. The prayer, you mean? The prayer for mm-hmm. unity as it's, as it's come to be called. Yep. Where, you know, he's basically praying for unity. Yep. <laughs> Almost like leading some to believe, wow, is unity something can only be like miraculously attained <laughs> by God? Um, almost all of Paul's letters, when you get down to fundamentally understanding them, basically addresses uh, disunity amongst the believers mm. between Jews and Gentiles. Yeah, a lot of times uh, we miss it, right? Because that's not we're not necessarily struggling usually with the Jewish brothers in our fellowship because there are really usually no Jewish fellow yeah. brothers in our fellowship, right? Uh, we're pretty much all Gentiles nowadays. Um, but that was a huge issue in apparently the early church mm-hmm. when Paul was writing the majority of the New Testament. And for the other authors of the New Testament as well, it was it was a big deal. Like unity was something that was always kind of just hammered in. Um, you know, it just seems like it was really important. Mm-hmm. And so it should also be really important to us. The call for unity and oneness is strong in the New Testament. Uh And you have to sometimes step back and ask yourself, where did it all go wrong? Hmm. Where did it all go wrong? Or is it wrong? Oh. You know? Okay. Because a lot of people probably don't really care. Care, yeah. They're Pentecostal, they're Baptist, they're Episcopal, Anglicans, they're Church of Christ, Disciple of Christ. They, they might not be thinking about anyone else, you know? Maybe it's because it's the church they were raised in, so it just feels right, you know? Or it's something they've been convinced of at some point in their lives, and they just don't really spend time thinking about the other denominations. Um, but this is a big deal, you know? It seems to have been a big deal from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? I think it's hard for us to understand exactly how everything went wrong, because I think a lot of times we define our different denominations along lines of belief. Like, I believe in this, you believe in that. Mm-hmm. We believe in this, I you think that's totally stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Or something more polite, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not usually, because a lot of these things can dev- devolve into heated arguments. Yeah. Um, why do you think that's that's so important to us as Christians, like dividing ourselves along lines of belief and what we think? Are you asking why do people break up? Yeah. <laughs> Breaking up is hard to do. Yes, it is. Why do people do it? <clears throat> when you were saying that you, the importance of unity has been there for a long time. 
I think about, well, I thought about back in Genesis, just like, you know, when, when God was ready to go for his daily walk with Adam and Eve mm. in a cool of a day. Like that, that right there just to me seems like the, the perfect harmony of God and God's co-creators and that responsibility that we have to, that we were creating the image of him and, and to reign this world and just seemed like a, it was the perfect love story kind of thing in the sense of like, they were together, they were one and then they weren't. Mm, and yeah. that's like, to me, it's like, wow, that's, that was the first, the first and ultimate breakup. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. So I, I think about your question as in, as in breaking up and in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes people can feel like there's fundamental differences. Mm-hmm. Like we're just not the same person anymore. Yeah. You know, like. I don't think. <laughs> so there's an inside joke between two little ones that we know one little one doing something different and then his friend saying oh yeah who are you <laughs> it's like i don't know you anymore yeah. I, I think one of the kids decided that he wasn't celebrating uh, that was too much uh, a particular holiday okay <laughs> <laughs> right and the, he was trying to explain it and yeah. the other kid was like oh, who who are you i don't even know who you are yeah right yeah and I, I can definitely relate to that. I know sometimes, like, you think everyone's on the same page, mm-hmm. right? Until people open up their mouth. And then you're like, oh, wow, we are not <laughs> on the same page. Have you ever been in a situation where you spent hours and hours explaining to somebody how you feel or how you see things, right? And you think they get it, yeah, right? Until all of a sudden you stop talking and then they open their, their mouth. mouth. And you're like, wow. They didn't get it. They didn't hear anything <laughs> that I just said. Or not willing to see it either. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that our desire to split up and go our own way is probably like somehow fundamental mm. to the human condition. Wow. It's been with us since the beginning. Yeah. Right? We wanted to go our own way with God. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We wanted to go our own way with each other as men and women. Men and women. We wanted to go our own way in terms of like our family, yeah, our brothers our children, and sisters. Like separating from their parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the table of nations right back in Genesis, they were, they were all part of one family mm-hmm. and they became different things, different yeah. nations, right? Yeah. Um, and even in, in, the, uh, in the New Testament, right? The New Testament church or what will come to be called like the age of the apostles or the apostolic age, okay. right? What... Uh, our church would probably call the first century church, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to really understand why and how they were even united in the first place. There was no New Testament. Mm-hmm. They couldn't turn to Romans. Right. They couldn't turn to <laughs> Ephesians, right? They just had the Old Testament. They, right? they had the Old Testament mm-hmm. and they had, you know, people who had kind of memorized some things that Jesus had said. Right. They had people who were there, yeah. right, that witnessed all this. And so, but even back then, without a book to argue over, right, they still had issues in trying to all get on the same page, right? Um, so it's hard to say if there ever actually really was one united church. I like to think there, there was, mm-hmm. you know, 
But you never know. There were 12 apostles. <laughs> Might have been 12 opinions. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah. So, but I, I like to believe that. So we're now going to spend a little bit of time looking at our church's family tree. And he is waving the tree at me. Woo! Not the tree of life. Not the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But the tree of the Christian family tree. Stay tuned. Okay, so I have a handout in front of you. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to look at it. Um, There is a way of going into church history where you kind of just, you go in and you explain everything. But I think you can learn a lot just by looking from a picture like this. Mm -hmm. That we're posting in the full episodes, right? Now, surprise, surprise, people argue over this diagram. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like one of the best ones I could find. But if you look at the tree itself, and maybe we can post this somehow while people are, are listening to this, that they actually can see it um, in their podcast catcher of choice. Um, but here we have a tree, right? Looks like a oak tree or something without any like leaves. Mm-hmm. So you have the foundation of Jesus Christ, right? And then you have the apostles. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have what's, what they're calling the undivided church. 30 to 431 uh, CE, that is a time of intense persecution, right, from all different parts of the Roman Empire, from the Roman Empire, from Jews, so it was just a time that was supposedly very, very hard, Mm -hmm. right? Then Constantine, who was an emperor of Rome, he uh, basically had a dream Mm -hmm. about, like, I guess, someone calling him from heaven, telling him to paint crosses on his shields mm-hmm. and then he was going to win this battle mm-hmm. then he did that and he won i mean this is a very simplified story right there were much deeper reasons why all this happened uh but this is kind of like the legend or how the story goes after that he converted to christianity he made uh, christianity like the official religion right of the empire he ended uh, all that persecution um there were what were called the seven ecumenical councils Basically, what is ecumenical? Ecumenical means like church, okay. like of the doctrine. Like okay. so, like they're trying to figure out like different things. So basically, you had the apostles, undivided church during a time of persecution. Obviously, tough times makes you uh, stronger, right? Mm-hmm. You had what were called the church fathers. The church fathers uh, were the first like leaders of those churches back then during a time of persecution. Okay. That they wrote a lot. That's where the canon comes from. Uh, that's where, like, you know, there were a lot of other books, right? Uh, Define canon. Canon is like a group of texts that are determined to be authoritative. Right. Right. Some some books get in, some books don't make the list. It's basically a list, Um, like a bibliography, right? And so then after that, some things started going wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So near the bottom of the trunk, you see, like, different branches now, uh, what would be come to be called the Eastern Church. Okay. Coptic is like Egyptian, hmm. right? Ethiopian is from Ethiopia and Africa, right? These two branches here. But the big split really comes in 1054. It's called the Great Schism. Okay. And that's kind of where the Eastern Orthodox broke up from the Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And even though there is a much bigger story here, what the big deal was 
was that church authority was basically going to Rome, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> the church in Rome had always been very influential, had always kind of been uh, very powerful. Mm-hmm. This is supposedly where uh, Paul was martyred, mm-hmm. right? And there was a church there. We have a letter to the Romans, right, which is very influential in the way we think about Jesus and his teachings. So the Roman Catholics kind of solidified their power with the papacy in Rome. The what? Papacy or, or the that? office of the Pope. Okay. Right? You know what the Pope is, right? Yes. He's like the leader of... Mm-hmm. And the Catholics would claim that the line of popes go all the way back down to Peter. Peter being the first pope. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Eastern Orthodox didn't really agree. They thought the center of the church should be in Constantinople. Right? Who was that? That's a, a city oh. in like modern day Turkey, Syria. Okay. That, that kind of area. Right? So that right there is kind of like the big split. Okay. Right? And then something else happened in the 1500s. You had the Protestant Reformation. Mm-hmm. Right? You see mm-hmm. all those other branches kind of going out yep. to the right. That's where we come from. Right. So basically, during the Protestant Reformation, uh, there were problems in Europe. Mm-hmm. So the Catholic Church really got into like building and spreading Mm -hmm. so like where the eastern orthodox they kind of just stayed put Mm -hmm. they kind of kept what they had right yeah the roman catholics really got into basically pushing the the church all over europe so they ended up in england scotland ireland this is before they went to the americas uh yeah this is this is before and during so this is like the 1500s so america where Europe is now aware of the Americas. Right. And there's there's some, you know, but nothing big. Right. Because you, you were know? saying that's when they were, the Catholics were pushing, um, yeah. I guess, Catholicism. Catholicism, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, in Peru, that's what they did, right? They mm-hmm. invaded us yeah. and pushed Christianity in our faces. They did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it kind of, it's kind of an aside, but it's, mm-hmm. it's also, it's important to know how to read and interpret your Bible as well, mm-hmm. too, because... You know, from a very, like, naive point of view, you could be like, oh, why would they do that? They were so stupid. Who's they? The uh, the conquistadors or people who would go into other uh, countries and... And invade. And conquer people Mm -hmm. and be like, you're Christian now. Mm -hmm. Where where would have they possibly have gotten that idea? They got it basically from the Bible. They got it from the book of Joshua, Mm. right? That's basically what God told them to do. Mm. Like, they were like a flood. Mm -hmm. They were like God's flood coming in to, you know, make judgment on Cana. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, by not knowing, like, really the story of the Bible and how you really should be reading it, you could read that and be like, we're we're following the Bible. Yeah. Right? The Bible says. Yeah. The Bible says, (laughs) like, really, like, you know, the idea of a separation of church and state, Mm -hmm. which we we have here in the United States of America, Mm -hmm. right? We kind of hold that as sacred and just as given. Mm -hmm. That's not really a biblical idea. Right. right? Mm-hmm. The monarchy of the Old Testament was intimately commingled with the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And that was God's appointed leader. Mm-hmm. Right? The the king and all that stuff. So, anyway. Okay. So, well, that was going on as the Roman Catholic. They, they were growing. really pushing. They started mm-hmm. pushing into Germany, uh, Germania, which was more than Germany today. It was like Austria, okay. Germany, Hungary, Poland, all that, right? Sure. Well, that was happening. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. They're all pushing, and so basically, as it spreads, right, you get a you get a, a populace. You get people who are more and more disconnected from the words of God, hmm. right? At that Why? point, as we're as they're spreading, as they're spreading, okay. right? When they made um, when they translated the scriptures into Latin, which is like was the Roman language, hmm. right? They there was a resistance to translating it again into common languages like English, Spanish, French, right? There was a resistance, meaning Big they resistance. didn't want that. They didn't okay. want that. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't want the Bible just to be read by anybody. Right. Because okay. they felt, okay, I've been studying the Bible my whole life, mm-hmm. and I'm just now realizing how to read it. Mm-hmm. So from the Catholic point of view, you need a vast body of very smart people to like interpret the Bible for you. You just can't pick up and read it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they they did this as a form of remaining power. Um, it, it, some people would look at it like that. Yeah. Some people would say this was an attempt to control. Yeah, I people, think so. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it definitely could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think in our, in our own Bible studies, we've also realized though that there are parts of Scripture that are not easily understood. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you know, if you just read it. Mm-hmm. Right, and you you just decide to do things without thinking about it, because mm-hmm. the Bible isn't like the Bible isn't like a, a note from God, like Patty, right? Be nice to your mother, right? Right? It's like you kind of have to dig yeah. things out. I think, yeah, it's uh, but we're we're ingrained that when we first start studying the Bible, at least in our tradition. Yes, we're going to get to our tradition. Okay, I'm sorry. So we kind of took a turn yeah. here. So you're talking about the Catholics. So let's talk. Let's look at the other side of the tree. So there okay. were thinkers inside the Catholic Church mm-hmm. that had huge problems with the way they were doing things, uh, increasing concern over, you know, papal control, right? Or uh, the supremacy okay. of the Pope. Papal control. What's papal? Like of the, the office of the Pope. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. People were getting very concerned with that. Sure. Uh, the Pope was in the business of spending vast amounts of money mm-hmm. and funding wars to maintain control yeah. of places like the Holy Land, yeah. right? Which would be like um, Israel, mm-hmm. right? And all those areas. There are lots of crusades, right? Christians taking back those lands from... Muslims that they, mm-hmm. they would think of as the infidels, the evil people, right? Um, they, they probably thought the yes, same thing yes. about the Catholics who were coming in. They were like, I just moved in. What are you doing? You know? Um, so people were very concerned by, about that. They didn't feel like the church should have been doing that. People were getting more and more disenfranchised. They felt like they had a relationship with God that was dependent on someone else. They had to go see a, po- a pope, not a pope, sorry, a priest mm-hmm. or a bishop, right? Mm-hmm. For all these things. So some thinkers started criticizing the church. There was a lot of internal uh, criticism and dialogue and mm-hmm. calls for reform um, that were not heeded. Okay, these people were persecuted. People like John Wycliffe. I don't know who that is. I think that that's his name. I'll correct it in my notes if that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other thinkers, right? And so that kind of led the way to what's called the Protestant Reformation. So these books were written, uh, you know, people who studied. You'd have to learn another language. So maybe you were someone who grew up in Germania. You grew up speaking German, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, if you were going to be a priest, you'd have to go and now study Latin, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes even, like, you know, you would study, like, the Hebrew and the Greek, okay. right? Um, if that was available. Uh, so basically, at this point, 
the Bible started getting translated into regular languages. Okay. Right? There was a big push for that, especially in Germany. Right? And that kind of led to the Protestant Reformation. It was really important for them to get the Bible in the hands of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, a copy that they could read for themselves. Um, there was a huge split, okay, that started kind of with the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s. And that kind of led to all of these other branches that we're not really going to go into. Okay. Okay. But Thank we, goodness, because there's a lot of branches in this, this uh, document in front of me. There's a lot of branches. Can you find us? Uh, let's see. The Anglican, Anglican is a more like in England, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking for a few key words. You're looking for reformed and restoration. Oh, right here in front okay. of me. So follow that branch. Okay. And you get to something called restoration. Okay, I see it here. Yep, and you see right next to that, there's some, there's a person's name. I don't have my glasses. The name is Stone, Stone Ca- Campbell. Stone Campbell. Mm-hmm. That should be important for anyone who's in our tradition. Oh, there's Disciples of Christ. Yep. Disciples of Christ, Churches of Christ, mm-hmm. right? And you see the Mormons, and then the Seventh-day Adventists. So the Seventh-day Adventists, Disciples of Christ, Churches of Christ, they kind of all come from this restoration movement. In the 1800s, right? So that's kind of our church history. So what are some of your thoughts looking at a diagram like this? Do you like learning history like this, or would you rather it be a book? When it comes to history, I like timelines. So uh, this is looks a little bit messy for, for the way I learn, but it is helpful. It's, it's definitely more helpful than reading like a book without any pictures or any kind of diagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was helpful to see where we're where we come from. So now we're gonna zoom in. Okay. Okay. Now we found us. On, we, we explained, you know, I always feel like it's easier explaining everything up until the Protestant Reformation. And then it's kind of like there's so many characters, there's so many stories. You know, at that point, it's easier just to find yours. So if you're listening and you're from someplace else, um, you want to look at the, I would say, the tips of the branches. Right. Right. The outside of the tree. You want to try and find yourself and then you can kind of move in. And that kind of gives you your place in the entire story, mm-hmm. right? This is like this is basically your family tree. This is how yes, you are in fact related at somehow to the prosperity gospel. You are related somehow to the Anglican and what's the Anglican communion. How are you related to those crazy Greeks, right? And the Eastern Orthodox Church, right? Right, and all, all that that stuff. It's so funny because like you know when you first come to this tradition, it's like yeah, we're just like the first century. Uh, disciples and I'm, I'm like yeah I'm way down here <laughs> <laughs> nope nope you're here way in the all top all the way in the top <laughs> now I'll tell you this was probably this was probably made by someone who is uh, somehow connected to our tradition or our family of churches okay I haven't gone to the person's website but as you can see it's uh, from an American perspective compiled by the Reverend Nathan L. Bastian in 2014. That's recent. It's relatively recent, yeah. Okay. And a lot of these things are updated too, you know, and and people use them and they update them as they 
they they teach their their things. I'd be curious to know if uh, Reverend Nathan actually made this himself or if it's something he inherited from his tradition that he's modified. Okay. You know, but we can find that out by going to his website. So this is another type of timeline. Okay. Or diagram. Um, this. Are you get a little intimidated? No, I, I'm laughing at your excitement. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something uh, from a family of churches. This I like so much better. This looks like a timeline for me. This is more of a timeline. Oh. This is this is centered this is making on. Making me happy. I'm not sure what what church exactly, but it's one of the churches that came definitely came out of the restoration movement, which mm-hmm. is also includes our family of churches. Mm-hmm. So. If, if you ask a member of our family of churches, right, mm-hmm. uh, like a teacher or a preacher, they would probably say that this is not entirely accurate anymore. For, Why is that? For our tradition. I'll, I'll get into it in a second. Um, but it's something just to keep in mind that this is kind of like where we come from. So this is kind of a useful exercise for me and you to kind of understand where uh, our tradition kind of came from, where okay. it had its roots. So if you go over to the upper left-hand side, mm-hmm. you see the big yellow line, right? Yeah. And that's the Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. And you see the Church of Christ moves onward towards heaven, right? <sighs> so this is this is us going to heaven, right? Okay. So the title of it is The Church, Apostasy from It, and Return to It Historically Traced. What's apostasy? Apostasy is um, like a false church or a church that lo- that's lost its way. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so this this timeline's from someone who's very critical about Church of Christ. No, this is from someone who's very critical of like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Their yes. box is Church of Christ. Their their box is the Restoration Movement. I'm okay. not sure which of those branches from the rest. As we saw in the other, you know, you have the Restoration Movement. You have Stone Campbell. And then you have it kind, of, it kind of broke off. So I don't know. So whoever did this is either from the Seventh Day. Uh, or someone from around, again, because this isn't like super, this isn't everything. This is just the broader okay. strokes. Right. So something from the Restoration Movement in the 1800s okay. coming from there. Right? Okay. We're geeking This is like 100, here, 200 years okay. old. Okay. Let's get to so it. So you see Church of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at those little crosses, the red crosses. Yeah. Every red cross is a bishop. Okay. Or, or a pope, depending on your point of view, right? It goes all the way down to 135 CE, okay. right? And then you can see there are, there are some immediate splits. So you have the Roman Catholics down here, right? And you can see all the, again, the little crosses. Those are popes, right? There are different, um, there are different historical things that are listed along the red. If you look on the left, left-hand side, Introduction of Heretical Doctrines, mm-hmm. So these are a whole bunch of things that people feel like were heretical or absolutely wrong. Like the theory of Holy Ghost baptism, like okay. being baptized in the Spirit versus being immersed in water, which happened in 135. Just to get, kind of get your orientation, you can go through all that together. Now, if you look down here at the Reformation, mm-hmm. okay, that's like Martin Luther kind of is the one who's credited with starting all that off. Sure. You see the different branches. The first branch mm-hmm. is the Lutherans. Yep. Then you have the Episcopal in America. You have the Methodists, right? Mm-hmm. Congregational, uh, Presbyterian, United Brethren kind of tried to connect all that, right? Hmm. And then the Baptists. 
And so there are different historical dates there, different people, different people that kind of, um, you know, are talked about there. It's a fascinating diagram. We'll post it. But then if you notice, right, all those different branches of Catholicism, so Protestantism kind of fractured Catholicism, Mm -hmm. right? Greek Orthodox is kind of doing its own thing. (laughs) We don't really care about them much. (laughs) At least in the West, we don't, you know, they're, they're kind of still there. You know, there's a, there's a, Greek Orthodox Church uh, right on Richmond Avenue that we should visit and say hi to them, see how they're doing. Um, all these branches, you see the the black dotted lines, they all funnel into something called... Restoration Movement. The Restoration Movement in 1793 mm-hmm. to 1830. This is where uh, people were, you know, taking a serious look at their Bibles. They were trying to get back to what they would come to recall, come to call the first century church, mm-hmm. back to basics, the Bible. And that funnels into the Church of Christ. Uh-huh. So whoever created this diagram and their vision, all these other, uh, the everything on the red line, everything on the blue line, that's not the true church. <laughs> I just noticed how it's all leading to heaven. <laughs> yes, it all leads to heaven, right? I'm sorry. So all these things go to the restoration yeah, it's like movement. Talk about bias. Yeah. Okay. And so that restoration movement funnels into the true church, uh-huh. and then there's different versions of that too. There's disciples of Christ, Christian church, churches of. Christ. And no one has a problem that after restoration, there's even splits among that with disciples of Christ, Christian church, and churches of Christ. They they do. There's a. <laughs> There's an what? old there's an older version of this diagram okay. that I didn't print out. Okay. That it has like it kind of like circled churches of Christ, Christian church, and disciples of Christ. Yeah. And it put like doom. <laughs> because it's like we had we had a great idea of the restoration movement yeah, and then and we then, all broke up. And then yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like they're kind of coming back down here to this I guess the red line. I guess Wow. It kind of looks like fire. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, no, that's fine. This is yeah. so interesting. So it's very interesting. I just... The timing of every time we come and talk together. So this is kind of like our recent family history, mm-hmm. right? This is kind of like a, a Stone Campbell restoration movement centric uh, diagram mm-hmm. of how they explain things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a great site um, run by a guy who leads a, a church in Vancouver, Washington, oh. who kind of has all these free printable things which i thought was really cool of him to post them uh, but this is our recent family history so someone coming from our tradition you know like oh i don't believe that and maybe you yeah. don't well you mentioned that some teachers right now will say they, they don't agree with this yeah. why is that um because this gets very close to the idea from our own movement where there was only one church and we we were that church mm-hmm. and every other church that claimed to be a church wasn't really a the true church, right? And we were the ones who were the only church on earth. But isn't it funny that our tradition is not Churches of Christ? We split from Church of Christ. We're the International Church <laughs> We're the of International Christ. Church of Christ, yes. It's not even here. It's not even here, no. It hasn't even made it to this graph. Again, this is this is obviously made by somebody who, like, you know, they have a particular worldview. Right. And so diagrams like this are useful, right? Well, but even that, I mean, we're talking about, like, the timing of it, like... Mm. We're not even in the map. <laughs> We're not even in the map. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure we would fall into like the Churches of Christ. No, I understand because that's where we split from. Right. Yeah. So it's just so interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. From a from a certain point of view, uh-huh. you know, I remember having this discussion um, 
when I was relatively recent in, in our, the church that we're in now, mm-hmm. I had gone to a wedding in Ohio mm-hmm. with uh, one of my friends, yeah. right? And their family is Church of Christ. Right. And they were trying to explain to me that we were the same thing. Right. And I firmly believe at that point that, no, I was in the one true church. Mm. Everything else is wrong. Yeah. You know, and it is, you know, not in a good place. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, we had, like, a really interesting discussion because I couldn't understand why he didn't, why he didn't understand that we were totally different. Mm-hmm. And we had a nice long conversation. I remember it was out, out on, they had a farm out in Ohio, so we were mm-hmm. sitting on a field. Oh, boy, here comes and the Ohio talk again. We, we were kind of exchanging <laughs> scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I was really confused, and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, I just, I don't see how we're not part of the same church. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> and we had a nice laugh about it, like, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like, wow, this 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 guy was my, my brother. I was very humbled. Yeah. Because I was coming in at that time to every conversation of someone who wasn't in my church thinking I had to, I had to be like Paul right. or like what I thought Paul was like. Right. I had to stand up. I had to argue with this person. Yes. And I had a, it was like a battle for their soul. They needed mm-hmm. to think the right things and know the right things. And, uh. I was I was dumbfounded. I was so confused because yeah. I was like, "Here is a great person. He he has a great family, right? He has a testament to his life. He's built a great life mm-hmm. with God's grace and like you know, devoted his life to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But he's Church of Christ. I'm International Church of Christ. Well, wait, what's what was the problem? I was very yeah. confused. I couldn't. And it's like I remember like. That had like a big impact on me because it was something that I would go back and forth to over the years. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, wow, like, you know, like I used to think of it. There are people out there. There are. <laughs> there are those rare gems. And I and I met one. Right. But, you know, really, it was it was that it was that that was the box I was operating yes, out of. Yes. So kind of taking it all back here. Like, you know, we when you understand the Christian family tree, mm-hmm. the whole thing, mm-hmm. that's the big, larger drama. Mm-hmm. That goes way back, right, to, mm-hmm. to Abraham and all that, all the patriarchs, right, in yeah. church history. And then you look at a diagram like this. Um, again, I think a lot of uh, preachers and teachers in our fellowship would have some problems with this. I think they would say this is currently uh, under review <laughs> or we're currently, like, uh, reviewing our stance. Mm. Um, I think there is some revisionist history going on, too, where it's like we, we never thought this. You know, like, mm-hmm. but this, it's, it's true. This is what we thought. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is what oh, we taught. This like, is what I've taught people too. I, I thought you know? the same thing. I've had yeah. many arguments mm-hmm. thinking I was right. And I, I was, my church was the church. Yeah. Now that we understand our box, mm-hmm. our point of view, now that we understand um, how we fit into the larger box, now how are we going to think outside of it? How do we want to put? How do we want to push our story forward? Because I do feel like every age is called to something that was profoundly important to Jesus, and that's unity. I think the first century church was called to it, and I think the New Testament kind of documents their attempts. At maintaining that unity and I think to Jesus right and to the writers of the New Testament unity was almost more important than being right mm. 
Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we think, but I'm right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. We need to break up. Yeah. We need to break up because I am right. Mm. I am right. Right? But I think to the authors of the New Testament and to Jesus, I think unity at times, maybe even all the time, takes precedence over right and wrong. Right? Because we're all supposed to be the family of God. Yeah. And this is the family tree now. Right? It's kind of like, when you look at it in one way, it's like, oh, this is beautiful. We all come from the same place. Mm-hmm. Right? But in, in another sense, it's tragic. It is. It looks very tragic. <laughs> you know? I'm always haunted by the words of Jesus when he says that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I wonder sometimes if, if, you know, when he comes back, if, if we're still like this, will he be confused on where to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if he came back now, he'd probably just use Twitter. <laughs> you know? Or like Facebook and Instagram to kind of like reach everybody, right? But you know, you never know. He might like be like, well, where, where would I go? Yeah. You know? I think maybe this is a good part to share the bottom of this podcast funnel. Sure. <laughs> and for full transparency that... We don't want to leave our church tradition. Now that it, the, the, the cat's out of the hat, yes, we are part of the International Church of Christ. Mm-hmm. We, I might have said this in early episodes, I don't remember, but we've seen so many people leave mm-hmm. and start their own church. We've seen so many people leave so heartbroken. And uh, we want to be part of not, I don't want to say part of the solution. We we want to go back to uniting, and we don't want to break away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think next time we'll look at some of I think the obstacles that get in the way of uh, us all coming together. So the challenge for this week, uh, if you are in uh, some type of uh, tradition that's similar to ours, try and find more about your church history. For me, it was very, very hard to find much. Like, you know, because I felt like all the sources that I was originally able to find were written from people inside my tradition, and they were very, like, one-sided. They were very much like the foundation of our, of our traditions is from heroes. And let me tell you the story of their heroes where I wanted to kind of see like some of the darker sides too. Like, you know, like I think for me, like the characters in, in fiction that have always, uh, the villain, re- not, not the villains. No, <laughs> I think the anti-heroes, oh, okay. like someone who like, they could be a villain. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have some villainous tendencies, <laughs> but in the end, they, they're also heroes. They do a lot. They do good too. They might've done a lot of bad. Right. Cause I think. That's more relatable. I think in life we do a lot of bad, but I think we also do a lot of good and the good is mixed in with the bad, you know, humans. Yeah. And Jesus (laughs) talked about that a lot, right? Oh, should we go pull out all these weeds that have been sown among the wheat? I mean, isn't that what the word sin is? It's when you fall short. When you fall short. That's what sin is. That's what sin is. (laughs) It's not this like cursed, deep, dark, heavy thing that we put on ourselves. It's like we fell short. (laughs) So... Let's 
turn around. That's what repentance is, right? Like just yep. turn around. Let's turn it around and we'll talk next next time about some of the obstacles that might get in the way of that unity and what we could do personally to move some of that stuff forward.